Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's show, How to Handle Public Disagreement, Part 2. It's not enough to not do something, right? Okay, so we're not going to overreact. We're not going to hammer the person. We're not going to, as you said, spank them in the meeting. So what do we do? We want to encourage this collaboration, the sharing of ideas, even if somebody is doing it in a less than perfect way. What do we do about it? Yeah, believe it or not, we try. You can't always do it. But we want to have a thought process of thanking the direct for the disagreement publicly. Even if they did it wrong? Yeah, we're going to focus on the fact that they're engaging in the behavior in general that we want, which is the sharing of ideas. The fact that they started out by denigrating somebody else is true, but in, in, in a similar vein to the whole discussion about ideas, there are two ideas they're presenting. One, I have a good thought, and two, I'm delivering it really poorly, right? Which one do I want to talk about? What we've learned is that the really, really good managers have a very light touch about the way you deliver it. And they tend to focus more on the value of the person continuing to want to share ideas. Now, look, we're going to suggest you do it subtly. It's not just thank you, but it's really not that hard to do. And so what I thought we'd do is just go over each of the three situations and just walk through exactly what to say when one of your directs uses those phrases we've already mentioned, right? Great idea. Okay. So the first one is I disagree. Obviously, this is the easiest one. Now, some of you might be saying, wait, my people disagree all the time. What's wrong with that? And this probably doesn't seem like a big idea, big deal. And it's, in a lot of ways, it's not. But folks, there are some managers out there that if they heard one of their people on their team say, I disagree, they'd think it's a big deal. They're wrong, but uh, it bothers managers. There are managers. One manager said to us, I feel like it's okay for my folks to talk about different, even opposing ideas. But for one of them to actually come right out and say, I disagree, that's pretty serious stuff to me. And the fact is, we disagree. (laughs) Pun intended, right? We think it's not serious stuff to say out loud, I disagree. It doesn't have to be received antagonistically. Somebody just recently sent me a a Dilbert panel cartoon of one of the people in the office is accusing Dilbert of being rude in an email. And he says, no, I was just being brief. And she says, you're you're not being nice. I want you to take it back. And he says, no, it was good. It was short. And it just escalates because she thought it was serious and he just didn't, didn't think it was any big deal. He just basically disagreed. And she received his email antagonistically and he didn't mean it that way. Classic high C email. We can help that as managers by supporting disagreements publicly. In other words, if you're a manager, you can help by supporting disagreements out loud when we're preparing to make a decision or when we're knocking ideas around, when we're discussing things, right? We can actually say, hey, that's good, or hey, thanks, even if they say I disagree. So if somebody says I disagree, Manager Tools recommends you say, that's good. Or you could say disagreement is good, thanks. Uh, When, you know, once they're describing or as they're describing their disagreement, you could actually talk over them. If they say, I disagree, you could say, oh, good, disagreement's good. Right now, you may take them aside later and say, hey, look, there may be some, you know, but but we'll get to that in a minute. When they're done talking, you can say, hey, thanks for putting another point of view out there. Or, hey, just want to say thanks to Bob for putting a different perspective on it. Or you could say, hey, more ideas are better, guys. Thanks. 
Or you could say, believe it or not, folks, disagreements aren't bad. They just, they're, they're just indicative of different ideas or different ways of doing things. Nothing wrong with that. I don't have all the good ideas around here. Over and over again, what we've learned in these situations is supporting those who disagree, even when they do it clumsily or even maybe a little bit aggressively, leads to more candor and more ideas. It's more anarchy in the front end and then dictatorship on the back end. Um, delay your feeling of dictatorship that you need to spank him or hammer him or whatever. Making a public point to downplay disagreement in the interest of collaboration or harmony might feel nice to you. Hey, let's everybody be kumbaya. But it's corrosive in the long run and it's ineffective, so we don't recommend it. So, so let's go up the, uh, the chain here of uh, increasing uh, wrongness, if you will. What about the person who says, that's wrong? Or a related one where somebody says, you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong is slightly more disagreeable, but still, they're still not as confrontational as some people want them to be. And many of your staff folks are able to handle someone saying that's wrong or you're wrong. It's more, it's definitely more confrontational than I disagree, but it's not a showstopper. If someone on your team says that's wrong or you're wrong, we recommend you don't comment about the wrong part of their comments. In other words, the word wrong if they say it. Again, there are two things happening here, the process of sharing ideas and, diff- and sharing different ideas, which is good, and the word choice that may be confrontational, but it could also just be inadvertent, uh, and therefore there's no intended sting, right? We can't give them feedback in front of everybody else. We're in a meeting. We're trying to get something done here. So we recommend you focus on what is good about what they said, which is their different point of view. You could choose to comment on the value of their ideal. You could, in fact, you could disagree with them after they're done. Or if the conversation is staying healthy, they disagree, but nobody seems to mind, and there are still people arguing A, B, C, D, E, F, G, don't say anything. Keep listening. Let your team talk it out. So yeah, we don't recommend interjecting at that point. Okay. And then the last one is you're stupid, right? Or relatedly saying that's stupid. And we've already said this is a personal attack. It's an ad hominem attack. Uh, It's not appropriate. That said, we don't want to be too aggressive in addressing it. Because if we step on this behavior, our experience shows that everyone, not just the offending person, everyone will draw back from future discussions. And one person's unprofessional moment ruins the value for everyone individually and ruins the value of sharing and idea exchanges for the whole team, which is bad in the long run. So, our recommendation is, You make the speaker aware that you heard the objectionable comment or comments, but you keep the conversation going by commenting on their recommendation or suggestion primarily. So, it might sound like this. Leaving aside the form of your contents, what I see as the issue here is the budget is is X. That's our problem. Or a different way of saying this is, I might have said that differently, and the concern I have is having to do this budget process twice. That doesn't sound terribly harsh. Yeah, okay, but it's not because I don't want to lose the value to the team and I can't give this person feedback in front of the group. Shotgun feedback is definitely out and the only thing left is private feedback later. I'm going to address the behavior if it was egregious enough, if it's if it's worthy of me mentioning it in passing in a 10-second feedback, negative feedback moment, it's fine, I can do that. But if I spank them publicly, it's possible... I'm going to see passive-aggressive behavior from them next time, and whatever energy we had going in that discussion is gone. Yeah, here's, here's the, the point where you can spank them publicly, 
it's going to feel good, perhaps for the yeah. moment, but it'll be completely ineffective. <laughs> well, don't, you know, we were talking about our experience in the military. You remember working for Dave Lynch, one of the best commanders we've ever known, right? Yeah. Dave awesome. Lynch had a red plaque in his office. It was a quote, a senior non-commissioned officer shared it with him. I want to say when he was a lieutenant, he kept it in his office for a long time. And it said, sir, choose your battles carefully and always be conscious of timing. As a lieutenant, that was his guidance from a senior person about how to handle some of the politics. And, you know, now's not the time to have the battle about somebody clumsily disagreeing. The timing is such, it's not, the, the always be conscious of timing means I'm going to wait until I have them in private and I'm going to tell them I would want them to change their behavior. Yeah. You know, in these situations, we, we try not to bring down the energy in the room and, and address in a way that allows us to kind of move on without skipping a beat. But that always doesn't happen that way, does it? Yeah. Um, you may have to restart the conversation depending upon the severity of the silence after somebody disagrees in a way that's not professional. Even if you've handled it very deftly, their comment may have put a bit of a shiver through the room. And in our experience, rather than coming, commenting at all about what happened or trying to make light of it, the best way to recover some energy in the room is for you to pretend it didn't happen and share some comments of your own, just like you're one of the team sharing ideas without any special role as the boss. During or shortly after your comments, while you're talking or right at the end, look directly at one of your directs who can be counted on to get your hint that it's going to be their turn to speak in just a moment. And by the way, if you want to make that even easier, you look at them while you're talking and then at the end say, what do you think? And if it's still pretty somber at that moment, bring up another point. And ask other people, one, two, three, four people, what, what their thoughts on your, are, are on your idea or suggestion. It might sound like this. What I've been thinking is if we don't get costs down, not just 3%, but maybe even 5 or 6%, we're just going to have to do this again anyway. Bob, does that seem too harsh? Do you think we have time? Karen, do you think we can do that? Or is it going to be too much trouble? And again, the, the point is... I'm not going to address the problem that everybody's knowing about. I'm not going to address the 900-pound gorilla. I'm going to focus on what I want. What I want is an exchange of ideas designed to get us better results. Yeah. Now, are you suggesting, though, that, you know, in the name of collaboration, brainstorming, and open communication, that our directs can pretty much say anything they want and we're going to let it slide? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. Freedom of speech. In the U.S., of course, we have uh, freedom of speech, as is true in most of the world, or, uh, most of the developed world. And uh, somebody said to me once, well, I have freedom of speech. I can say whatever I want. I said, no, you don't. Not at your company, you don't. He says, yes, I do. It's right. I said, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Supreme Court's decided that one, my friend. You don't have free speech. Or actually, you do. You can say anything you want. You can get fired, though, too. And they have a free right to not associate with you anymore if you say something really dumb. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, look, please don't read anything into our comments here that suggest your directs can say pretty much anything they want and you have to let it slide in the name of collaboration or brainstorming or whatever else. It's just not true, right? Really offensive comments ought to be dealt with directly. The reason we're doing the cast this way is that we think 95% of managers, 95% of the time, want to know how to handle these more normal occurrences, these more middle-of-the-road occurrences, these gray, black, white area <laughs> occurrences, right? <laughs> we think what we're talking about in this, in, the, in this guidance here are the much more likely to occur moments, the kind of things that too many managers either overreact to or later say, it's okay to be rude when brainstorming. Um, frankly, abuse 
is pretty rare, but, but okay, but it does happen. And so here's what to do. First, let's define abuse in a situation like this as behavior from one of your directs directed toward you or one of your other directs, which is aggressive, intentional, personal, and not incidental. Usually the form it takes is a specific attack on somebody else, a personal attack that lasts more than just two to three to four words, right? And is often louder than normal, indicating, even though these aren't behaviors, anger or hostility. Now, in those situations where it's intentional, it's aggressive, it's personal, it's not incidental, it, it, it goes on for a little bit of time and it's loud, understanding what to do is really pretty easy, but doing it well is, is kind of hard, particularly for those of us, those of you who are fairly new managers, right? Our recommendation is you calmly stop the meeting immediately. You calmly ask everyone to leave except one person. And you calmly give negative feedback to the offending party with significant implications stated in step three of our manager tools feedback model. Hopefully it's clear. The key word here, of course, is calmly. If you get angry, they have set the tone of the moment and you're dropping down to their level and that's not effective. It might work. You might actually feel good. But punishment generally is not terribly effective, and probably what you'll do is shut them down and everybody else down, and I'm not necessarily sure you'll change their behavior. How about just stopping the meeting and asking the person to apologize immediately in front of everybody? Yeah, that doesn't work. (laughs) Um, It almost never works, because they usually can't get into the right frame of mind. They think they can, but the person who doesn't think they can is the recipient of the apology. The offender can't get into the right frame of mind so that when they talk to the recipient, the recipient feels that it's genuine enough to be worthy of the name apology. So you just don't do it. It didn't work. So our recommendation is you give private feedback later, right? You clear the room. You say, guys, time out. Let's take a break, okay? And if everybody, if you guys just go back to your desk and Bob, you stay, right? Let me give you an example. Suppose Bob says in the meeting, Karen, I can't believe you think that. You are stupid. You know, you've been stupid for a long time. Nobody likes you. I know I don't like you. And I'm getting sick of it, frankly. And this is a peer of his, right? I mean, this is, this is egregious, unprofessional behavior. So how would it sound after you've cleared the room? You'd say this. Hey, Josh, can I give you some feedback? When you say, I think you're a worthless idiot and no one likes your ideas anyway, and you raise your voice when you're doing it, I think seriously about asking you to leave my team or worse, just plain terminating you for violating my rules about tearing down the team. What do you think you need to, need to do to fix this going forward? Right? And that's just the four-step feedback model with a very significant step three, which is the here's what happens, the impact of their behaviors. Right? And by the way, to your point about apologizing, we really do recommend that they go apologize the next day. And frankly, if need be, listen to their apology first so you can get the sense that it's going to be genuine. You don't want the person who they give the apology to to come back and say, yeah, it was fine. Right. Because really what they're doing is saying, I don't want to go through that again with a guy who doesn't want to apologize. Although I, I will tell you, I, I've, I've recommended in a particularly egregious case that an executive be taken out of a very high level program because he did something really egregious and his boss, an EVP, a fairly senior person, asked him to apologize and he literally could not do it in a way that was sincere or genuine. Hmm. And that, to me, was a really bad sign about his professional maturity. Yeah, I'd He say. just didn't want to admit he was wrong. 
Okay, let's talk about feedback, but in the context of the less egregious example. Yeah, sure, yeah. This is really the easy part of the recommendations, right? I mean, the public part is harder. How far do I go? Where do I draw the line? Will it ruin the meeting? Blah, blah, blah. Hopefully, we've helped a little bit there. Um, we've suggested a way to handle this agreement that goes, perhaps goes a bit too far by underreacting in public. But In public, yeah. which is the key point. Yeah, the key point. Yeah, exactly. But privately, with the individual who's said this inappropriate remark, perhaps, or been a little bit too strong, it's not as if they're going to completely slide, right? If, if there's an opportunity for feedback, we're going to give it to them. Yeah, we're just going to do it in private, which is our recommendation in general. Not private necessarily, but definitely not in public. Behavior's behavior. Our direct did something. We noticed. It wasn't effective as we'd like it to be. This is an opportunity for them to change their behavior in the future. It's time to politely, privately, quietly, quickly, without any anger, without any danger, without any threats, give some professional feedback. Now, mind you, I say without any anger or danger or threats. We're not talking about the really egregious example, folks, where somebody's abusive. That's very rare. The vast majority of the time, you're just going to give private, quick, polite feedback, okay? Thousands of you already know these answers, but how does it sound to give feedback like this? We'll give three examples. When you say, I disagree like that in the meeting, sometimes, Bob, it can come across a little bit confrontational. Could, how could you phrase, it, phrase that differently? Or, Roberta, when you say you're wrong, what happens, I think, is that other people on the team who aren't as confident as you kind of draw back from the discussion a little bit. You know, they're less willing to engage. I don't get to hear from them. How can you help me better next time if we have a discussion like this where there are ideas being exchanged? By the way, I'm sorry, I should have said this in the beginning. All of these ought to be prefaced by, hey, can I give some feedback? Right. Uh, I know I'm going to get an email about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> ouch. Yeah. And it will say, can I give you some feedback? In writing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Always. Yeah, in writing. In writing. Yay. Okay. Uh, the last one is, hey, when you say that's stupid, you're really crossing a line there. It's really rude. It's unprofessional. And it totally kills the discussion. How are you going to do that differently next time? That's it. In none of these, you you don't seem angry or no. even really upset. Look, let me put it this way. You say, I don't seem angry. I might have had a very angry moment because the guy poked me with an umbrella and I'll get mad all by myself. You know, I actually do pretty well at keeping things in neutral, keeping my emotions at bay because I try to figure out what the most effective way to be is. You know, Stephen Covey talks about stimulus response and the gap between them. And Mike Swenson once told me that I had built the, the Grand Canyon of gaps between stimulus and response. But look, the reason I don't, don't sound angry is not because I haven't felt angry. It's because I know sounding angry doesn't work. Right? That's yeah. the reason I sound the way I do. And, and oh, by the way, I didn't just magically make it up. It took me years to discover this, and I had to have mentors teach me it. And that's one of the reasons why we teach. We've seen so many managers do it, and it works so well. The reason we don't sound angry, the reason we don't sound ticked off, the reason we don't sound like we're going to threaten somebody is those things don't work. If, I want, if I'm going to talk to somebody, I don't want to vent. I want it to work. I don't want to have to vent and then feel good about the venting, but then do it again in two days. That doesn't make any sense, right? So it's very relaxed. I want to reduce the tension of this, and I want them to think not about the past behavior, which is where the tension is. I want them to think about better future behavior, and I don't want them to have tension about that. The less tension I have, the less tension they'll have. Simple. Yeah, and folks, one of your directs can call one of your other directs stupid, or even call you stupid, and you can still deliver feedback. 
in a friendly, yeah. casual way. You actually you can. can. <laughs> you can. Yeah, you, you may have to work on it a little bit, but you know, you may have to grit your teeth a little bit. You grit your teeth doing that four or five or six times, and suddenly you realize on the seventh time you're not gritting your teeth anymore. And that's that's what's known as growing up as a professional. There you go. <laughs> it happened to me when I was 49. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So look, wrapping up real quickly, folks. Short answer. I know we had a long bit in there about decisions and about about the difference between making decisions and 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 preparing for decisions. But look, easy, easy cast to remember the basics of. Don't make a big deal of it when somebody publicly disagrees with you, even if they do it in a clumsy fashion, okay? There's, a, there's good in there with public disagreement. It means they're confident and they trust you to not hammer them for it. And, and more ideas are better. In fact, rather than punishing them for it and making a big deal out of it, we want to try to publicly thank the person for their interaction. Hey, that was a good idea. Hey, that was said well. Or, you know, I like that idea. I'm not sure we can use it. And more ideas are better, right? And then going further, obviously, we're not going to tolerate abuse, all right? If somebody really goes way beyond the line and you're just aghast and people are gasping, then, of course, you, you clear the room and give them some very direct, significant feedback, we'll call it. And our last point is, you know, give private feedback when necessary, right? I mean, you don't always have to do it, but if you feel like you can give somebody some feedback about a clumsy moment, an awkward moment, maybe a little bit of a gray area where they were a little bit too aggressive, just do it privately and encourage them to be better next time. Look, this goes back to the whole issue of communication. You're never going to get exactly perfect communication ever. You're either going to get too much or you're going to get too little or it's not going to be the right stuff. So in the world we live in of imperfect communications, the question, the error to make is on the side of too much and not too little. If you are getting good ideas, even if they're not always packaged the right way, that's way better than not getting enough ideas. If you shut down communication that you think of as wrong and you end up with too little communication, whether it's good or bad, the team's results are going to suffer. Uh, and frankly, if you do it too hard, you're going to look like you have a thin skin, which can affect you in a lot of other situations as well. Thin-skinned bosses tend to be less effective in our opinion. No offense to you thin-skinned bosses. <laughs> um, the key to handling disagreements is to focus not on the content, the words they said that were objectionable, but focus on the process you're trying to achieve. Give them a little bit of a pass. Effective managers want to hear from their teams, even when it's a bit rough around the edges. Reward the process. Ignore the sting that they might have caused. And, and then when, when you get a chance, give them some private feedback and ask them to do better next time. Excellent. Thanks, my friend. You bet, partner. Man, we'll see you. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long.